The Ulta Scientist, a scientific journal by Ulta Sciences, a different kind of CRO and CDMO. Issue 36, Non-Clinical Studies in Cell and Gene Therapy, Key Considerations and Regulatory Guidance. Traditional approaches modulate the course of disease, but do not provide a cure, particularly in the case of monogenic diseases, which are caused by mutations in single genes that a person is born with. It is estimated that there are greater than 6,000 monogenic diseases, affecting over 350 million people worldwide. For these diseases, cell and gene therapy may provide hope for a cure. There are significant challenges associated with the successful development of these complex, leading-edge therapies. Challenges involved in the in vivo preclinical study of cell and gene therapies include understanding on and off target activity, immune responses, and other serious adverse events. All of these must be carefully monitored, rigorously assessed, and managed to the highest extent possible. On the MedicineMaker.com, Catherine Jomeray, ATMP lead at IPS Integrated Project Services, wrote, open quote, The biggest challenges for new genome editing therapeutics are the specificity of delivery, control of their activity, detection of potential off-target mutations, and their inherent immunogenicity. The goal of an efficient gene editing therapy is to show perfect specificity for the target sequence without mutations introduced to any other region of the genome, end quote. In this issue, we review considerations for non-clinical cell and gene therapy development, including expert approaches to mitigating complex challenges, improving study efficiency, and maximizing translational opportunities to first-in-human trials. Section 1. Introduction. Recent advances in cell and gene therapies offer a fundamentally different approach to disease than medicines and surgery. They are living drugs that can provide cures for a range of conditions by terminating the disease process at the cellular or genetic level. This is achieved by replacing a disease-causing gene with a healthy copy, inactivating a defective gene that is not functioning properly, or introducing a new or modified gene into the body, usually by use of a non-pathogenic virus vector. Gene and cell therapies are often discussed together, but they are not the same. And some therapies are considered both cell and gene therapies, as they alter genes in specific types of cells. Gene therapy is a technique that adds or replaces a defective gene. Three vector types are used in the vast majority of gene therapy. Adeno-associated virus, AAV, adenovirus, or lentivirus vectors. Cell therapy injects living cells, either autologous or allogeneic, into a patient. Cell therapies include immunotherapy, oncology, and regenerative medicine. Some common types of cell therapies include CAR-T and natural killer, NK, cell therapies. The ICHS-12 guideline Non-Clinical Biodistribution Considerations for Gene Therapy Products provides clear direction on the additional components required for non-clinical gene therapy drug development programs. Biodistribution studies can be conducted as standalone or as part of the standard pharmacology and toxicology studies. All studies must be conducted in a relevant animal species or model using a route of administration that reflects the intended clinical route and dose levels that provide sufficient characterization of the biodistribution profile to inform design aspects of first-in-human trials. 
If the biodistribution studies are conducted as part of a GLP study, all procedures must remain in compliance with GLP. As standalone, regulatory authorities will accept non-GLP biodistribution studies that are supported by robust scientific principles. Sample analysis can also be non-GLP with qualified versus validated methods if all practices adhere to good scientific principles. Biodistribution analysis determines the distribution and persistence of the vector to target and non-target tissues following direct in vivo administration in animals. This assessment is a critical element in understanding the safety profile of the gene therapy product, and insights gained are applied to the toxicology study design, such as possible target issues, sacrifice intervals, and study duration. Generally, biodistribution analysis is conducted at the molecular level using a high-sensitivity bioanalytical methodology. The current gold standard for biodistribution studies utilizes a quantitative polymerase chain reaction, qPCR assay, to assess vector virus genomes in biological fluids and tissue samples. Non-terminal imaging techniques also offer an effective modality for monitoring the biodistribution of a gene therapy product in both animals and humans. Consult issue 33, page 8 of the Alta Scientist for an in-depth look at one of Alta Science's non-human primate studies with non-terminal imaging. Section 2. Species Selection. According to FDA guidance, preclinical assessment of investigational cellular and gene therapy products, the animal species selected should demonstrate a biological response to the investigational cell and gene therapy product similar to that expected in humans. Some factors that should be considered when determining the relevant species include comparability of physiology and anatomy to that of humans, permissiveness susceptibility to infection by and replication of viral vectors or microbial vectors for gene therapy, immune tolerance to a human cell therapy product or human transgene expressed by a gene therapy product, and feasibility of using the planned clinical delivery system procedure. Due to their similarities to humans on genetic, physiologic, immunologic, and developmental levels, NHPs are usually the species of choice for gene therapy programs. Mice, rats, rabbits, dogs, and swine are also relevant test animals, depending on the specifics of the test article and the requirements of the program. Choosing an appropriate vector. AAV-based vectors are the most commonly used vectors for gene therapy. They are non-pathogenic viruses, and vectors derived from them can drive long-term transgene expression without integration of the vector DNA into the host genome. Also supporting their use is the broad tropism, the ability of different viruses to infect different cellular types of the AAV serotypes and the more than 100 AAV variants described in the literature. AAV2 is the most commonly used serotype, and different AAVs are optimal for transduction of given organs. For example, AAV1, AAV8, and AAV9 are the optimal serotypes for heart tissue, and AAV4, AAV5, AAV6, and AAV9 are the optimal serotypes for lung tissue. Consult the PDF version of this audiobook for a full list of optimal serotypes for different tissues. Despite the significant number of serotypes and variants with diverse capsids, 
certain tissues and cell types remain refractory to transduction. An AAV pseudotyping strategy can be employed to improve transduction, which involves mixing the capsid and genome from different viral serotypes. For example, we can replace the capsid of AAV2 with the capsid of another AAV serotype, denoted by a slash. As such, an AAV2 slash 5 vector has the genome of AAV2 and the capsid of AAV5. For some gene therapy applications, the goal is to transduce only a specific tissue, and all current AAV vectors transduce more than one tissue, to varying degrees. Viral tropism can be affected by pseudotyping, and also by the use of hybrid capsids, which are derived from multiple different serotypes. A common example of a hybrid capsid is AACDJ, which contains a hybrid capsid derived from eight serotypes. Section 3. Germline Mitigation Studies In germline gene therapy, the therapy is targeted to cells that create eggs or sperm. The gene therapy's effects will be passed down to the children and future generations. In somatic gene therapy, the target is a bodily cell that does not make sperm or eggs. Gene therapy off-target or unanticipated effects will remain with the recipient and not be passed down to any future generations. When developing a somatic gene therapy, there is a risk that the vector will inadvertently integrate to the germline. This can be identified by biodistribution assessment to confirm presence or absence of the gene therapy product in the gonads of both sexes of animals. If an appropriate analytical method does not indicate persistence, further evaluation may not be necessary. If the analysis demonstrates continued presence of the introduced genetic material in the gonads, Additional studies need to be conducted to assess gene therapy product levels in germ cells, for example, oocytes and sperm, or non-germline somatic cells in the test animals. Generally, these studies involve three male and three female sexually mature non-human primates, dosed once and analyzed as follows. For females, collect ovaries, isolate oocytes after 6 to 12 months, Conduct qPCR analysis of oocytes for gene editing integration. For males, collect semen predose and once monthly for 6 to 12 months. Conduct qPCR analysis of semen for gene editing integration. Detection of off target mutations. With gene therapy, there is always a risk that the newly introduced gene will have impacts beyond the intended target. Off-target effects can be defined as unintended cleavage and mutations at untargeted genomic sites, which may show a similar but not identical sequence relative to the target site or may be entirely unrelated. Disruption of the function or regulation of non-targeted genes can be some of the serious consequences of off-target mutations. Exaggerated on-target effects. Larger structural changes of the genome sequence occurring at the intended on-target editing site are another cause of concern. There can be exaggerated impacts at the target that result in serious adverse events or toxicity in the test system. Immunogenicity. Although AAVs are not strongly immunogenic, they can elicit both a cellular and humoral immune response. As even very low levels of antibodies can prevent successful transduction, antecedent anti-AAV antibodies can be a serious concern 
when screening animals for inclusion in a non-clinical study. Immunosuppression is not recommended for the sole purpose of evaluating the biodistribution profile. However, if product or species-specific immunosuppression is otherwise warranted, it may be utilized with appropriate justification. Pretreatment with 2 mg per kilogram of dexamethasone, approximately 1 to 2 hours prior to AAV administration, is typically adequate to mediate immune-related responses. Immunosuppression can also be used to rule out toxicity due to an immune reaction. Many animals may have to be screened in order to arrive at the required study numbers. Generally, a study would consist of five rodents per sex, group, time point, or three non-rodents per sex, group, time point. Justification must be provided for the number of animals used, including number per sex. In our experience, the negative percentage rate for AAV-neutralizing antibodies can vary widely, and immunogenicity evaluations may require multiple assays. For more of an in-depth look at these variances, consult Tables 2 and 3 in the PDF version of this audiobook. When planning your gene therapy study, it is important to keep these data in mind, as they can affect study startup, timelines, and budget. Section 4. Planning your non-clinical studies. Early planning is essential, as there are many elements to manage and potential challenges to mitigate. AAV neutralizing antibody assays are available and, based on the AAV serotype, a pool of non-human primates is bled and held until neutralizing antibody results become available. Once the results are available, animals that are negative to the AAV are promptly selected and isolated for study. Non-clinical study designs for cell and gene therapy have unique characteristics relative to other modalities. Additional assessments specific to gene and cell therapies are required, such as the following pharmacology and toxicology studies. In vivo animal model of disease, in vitro models, viral shedding, biodistribution and or persistence, and insertional mutagenesis. All the sciences can provide your large molecule program in approximately six months by using a unique program management approach for the in vivo portion of the INDCTA program. But there are many approaches we can take. Each program is different and will be assessed to address its unique requirements. Section 5 Alta Sciences Case Studies. Case Study 1 AV Vector Delivery for Rare Disease Indication in Juvenile Non Human Primates. In this case study, we demonstrate how Alta Sciences' team work closely with the sponsor to manage timelines and study design requirements in a situation where obtaining sufficient seronegative juvenile non-human primates presented a significant challenge to the product development. The initial request was for 36 animals, aged 12 to 15 months, for a rare disease indication. In January, animal sourcing began, as well as screening and selection. In April, 50 juvenile non-human primates were identified, and blood samples were collected. 20 of the 50 non-human primates tested negative for AAV-neutralizing antibodies, and therefore more animals were identified and screened. By May, 48 juveniles had been located, bled, and tested for AAV-neutralizing antibodies. And by June, the results were in. 16 of the 48 juvenile non-human primates tested negative for AAV-neutralizing antibodies. 
We retained 16 and retested all 41 animals, 25 from April and 16 from June. In the end, negatives were reduced to 28 in total. In July, 28 neutralizing antibody negative animals were shipped to our site. The animals were two and a half months older than originally requested. By August, we were able to begin the study, more than seven months since the study was awarded. From this case, we learned that it is important to plan for more than six months in lead time to manage unique requirements and source neutralizing antibody-negative animals. The percentage of juvenile non-human primates with AAV neutralizing antibodies is not always as low as expected. Neutralizing antibody lab availability and immune status of non-human primate populations vary significantly, and that, often, the number of animals suitable for study is less than planned. It is crucial to be flexible and decrease animals in selected dose groups, if required. Our flexibility and perseverance in sourcing and testing non-human primates for this study allowed us to initiate the non-clinical testing with a relatively minor time delay and slight changes to the study design, such as the inclusion of fewer animals and adjusting the age of the animals. Case Study 2 Gene Therapy Utilizing AAV Vectors Historical Data Review to Characterize Common Challenges and Identify Opportunities for Refinement the presence of naturally occurring neutralizing antibodies in the primate population requires screening of many animals to obtain an adequate negative titer cohort for the study. Additionally, pretreatment with corticosteroids prior to AAV vector administration is often needed to counter any adverse reactions. Given the unique challenges of working with AAV vector-based test articles, AltaScience has reviewed data from 22 toxicology studies conducted in the past few years with the aims of establishing ranges for the number of animals to screen for neutralizing antibodies, establishing the dosage range for commonly used corticosteroid given prior to AAV vector administration, and describing the most common in-life findings. Approximately 38% of animals screened for neutralizing antibodies against AAV8 were suitable for study assignment based on established criteria for negative or low viral titers by AAV neutralizing antibody assay. Pretreatment with 2 mg per kilogram of dexamethasone at approximately 1 to 2 hours prior to AAV administration was adequate to mediate immune-related responses. There was no discernible effect of AAV administration on body weight, and most abnormal post-dose clinical signs were minor and not directly attributable to the AAV vector. In conclusion, this historical data set serves as a guide for more informed study designs for AAV vector-based therapeutics and allows for potential reduction and refinement of animal use in safety testing. Section 6. How Altasciences Can Help Given the complexity of cell and gene therapy development, it is strongly advisable to engage with an experienced and knowledgeable partner that has well-rounded expertise in the many aspects of this leading-edge technology. Alta Sciences is that partner. Our Sacramental and Seattle sites, in particular, are specialized in developing cell and gene therapies, such as AAV or lentivirus products, and applying gene editing technologies like CRISPR-Cas9. Our non-clinical evaluations include in vitro and in vivo toxicology safety, in vivo range finding, MRI stereotaxic guided administration, 
Bioanalysis PK, Biodistribution, Persistence, and Shedding. Biomarker Strategy, Assay Development, and Testing. Regulatory and Strategic Product Development Consulting. And Clinical Development Preparation and Planning. Our capabilities include extensive in-house capabilities and experience, including historical background data, operational experience with infant juvenile non-human primates for long-term studies, surgery expertise for biopsies, such as in-gene editing studies requiring repeated liver sampling, special necropsy procedures to avoid contamination and ensure the integrity of genomic material and tissues, and a GLP laboratory in Seattle to perform qPCR, RTQPCR, a vector and biodistribution, and persistence of vector, transgene, and tissues. Our experience works for you. We have conducted more than 130 in-life studies in the last five years, over 95% of which were conducted with non-human primates. We have experience with many administration routes, including intravenous, subcutaneous, intrathecal, intravitral, and suprachoroidal. We can conduct biodistribution analysis, PCR, on-site. We also have more than nine years' experience in IND-enabling studies for rare diseases, as well as more than five years' experience with CRISPR therapeutics in non-human primates. Since 2008, we have initiated over 160 gene therapy studies at our Seattle preclinical facility alone. We also offer in-house laboratory sciences support with bioanalytical teams ready to support your cell and gene therapy programs with expertise, experience, and leading-edge capabilities for all the necessary assessments. We also have molecular biology capabilities on site, supported by the latest instrumentation. That brings us to the end of Issue 36 of the Alta Scientist, Non-Clinical Studies in Cell and Gene Therapy, Key Considerations and Regulatory Guidance. We hope you enjoyed this audio recording. Join us again next time as we dive deeper into more critical processes in early phase drug development. You can also write to us at contact at altasciences.com or visit altasciences.com to learn more about what makes Alta Sciences a different kind of CRO and CDMO. Alta Sciences is an integrated drug development solution company offering pharmaceutical and biotechnology companies a proven, flexible approach to preclinical and clinical pharmacology studies, including formulation, manufacturing, and analytical services. For over 25 years, Alta Sciences has been partnering with sponsors to help support educated, faster, and more complete early drug development decisions. Alta Sciences integrated full-service solutions include preclinical safety testing, clinical pharmacology and proof of concept, bioanalysis, program management, medical writing, biostatistics, clinical monitoring, and data management, all customizable to specific sponsor requirements. Alta Sciences helps sponsors get better drugs to the people who need them faster.